Oceanographer who co-led an expedition to create the first map of the Titanic on the ocean floor believes authorities should narrow their search for the missing Titan to a 5 to 10 kilometre circle of the shipwreck. David Gallo's best friend is Titan passenger Paul-Henri Najolet, a 77-year-old retired French Navy commander who has visited the Titanic wreck more than 35 times. He says if Mr Najolet is still alive, it is likely... He is the one searchers have been hearing banging. Oxygen is due to run out on board the Titan just after 11 o'clock tonight, New Zealand time. Earlier this afternoon, Mr Gallo told me about the journey to the Titanic. The bottom of the seafloor is like an alien planet. Uh, you're, it's an absolute pitch black dark. There is no light. There is no heat from the sun. It's cold. There's not a lot of food for anything to eat, so animals are very sparse there. It's uh, like a barren landscape, and you go across that landscape, and suddenly looming in front of you, uh, coming up quickly, is this huge wall of metal that is the Titanic. And uh, there it is, uh, 70 feet or something like that of wall, and you slowly, with a submarine or robot, go up along that wall and come out on the on the deck of Titanic, the, the bow of Titanic with the railings, and then it's glorious because the lights shine out and, the, and it's very clearly the grand ship that it is. Uh, so it's, it's very, very, very exciting and very, very, very emotional because you think of the things that have actually happened there uh, in 1912 so long ago. Uh, so you can't help but being overwhelmed by the, the thoughts of the loved ones saying goodbye and you know, some of them survived and some of them didn't. It's uh, just packed. You know, science is supposed to be dispassionate, but you can't go to Titanic in a dispassionate way. It'll, it takes you over quickly. So you have a very good friend who is on this vessel, Paul-Henri Najolet, and he is an experienced explorer. Yes. What would you expect of him in a crisis situation like this? Well, if I were in a crisis, and I've been in some ugly times, uh, we've been together at sea in storms and the like, but he is uh, as comfortable on the deck of a ship in a howling storm as he is sitting in a Parisian cafe sipping his cappuccino or his espresso. Uh, so and he's incredibly wise. He's been to Titanic more than any other person. Uh, and his demeanor and competence are just... Uh, just amazing. So, uh, you know, yes, he's my friend, but he's he's loved by hundreds of people know him. In France, they know him as Mr. Titanic. But he is the kind of person that you would want to be, uh, if you had to be stuck with someone, he's the kind of guy you want there with him. Would you, expect, you. Would you expect him to know that banging on the sub or in some way could raise attention and draw rescuers to them? Uh, absolutely. I've been no doubt in my mind about it because he would know that uh, that's the only way, best way of being found is to let people know you're still alive um, and to have them focus on where you are. Now, uh, you know, what I really wonder is, did they signal back? Did they make noise back so, that the, so he knows that he's been heard? I don't know that that's happened. It seems like that should have happened because then if he changed his just tap, tap, tap every, uh, whatever it was, uh, th three hours or something like that, uh, then uh, you would know for sure that that's, uh, uh, that's a human somewhere on the bottom in, in the mix. But, yeah, he would do that kind of thing. There's not much else you could do besides be sure your fellow passengers are not uh, taking up too much oxygen or calm 
and relaxed, and that's the best way to survive longer periods of time. David, would you ever have contemplated going in the Titan? I did contemplate it, and the answer was I would not go in Titan. Why? It's not my kind of thing. Well, let me say, I don't want to say because it was obviously unsafe, because I'm not qualified to say that. Uh, and in fact, because PH and several others of, like PH of my colleagues told me it was safe. So, and they understand. But your gut told are. you something else, David? That's just not my, I, you know what? I don't like the idea. Uh, normally, uh, when you go to the bottom of the sea, it's in a submarine that holds three people. You go down through a hatch and you take your seat and then you close the hatch above you and you turn the uh, the dial and the hatch is closed, and there you are, the three of you sit in this womb-like uh, uh, capsule, space capsule, with the windows and all that. With Titan, you climb in this tube with four other people, and they close the front. It's the front opens up. There's no hatch, per se, but the nose cone comes off, and then they bolt it back on, and you're in there. That there's You can't get out. You can't open the door. Uh, even if you're in the air, you just can't open it. And I don't like being stuck in it. It's just, I'm not really claustrophobic, but it would bother me to be in that kind of space with four other people knowing that I couldn't get out. Do you know if there is any way, if they were to find the Titan and, and raising it would take some time, do you know if there is any way to get oxygen inside of that vessel while it is submerged? No, there's no way that uh, I think that's possible. You maybe think that, uh, um, I mean, you could certainly drill a hole through some place in the titanium part of the over. It would take a long time, and by that time, you could probably get the cap off. No, no, and you raise a good point, because if it's found, then it becomes a race to get the submarine to the surface, and not only to the surface, but to a place where you can get people that can uh, use equipment to take the nose off. Uh, and that whole thing's horrific to me because if you're, uh, you could get there at the very last second and uh, it would be ugly uh, to do that. Um, and it, it would be a great idea if there was some sort of a hatchway or some sort of a passageway that you could uh, get air into the sub, but no, there's none of that. If they were to find it, do you have any idea of how long it takes to raise it from, let's say, the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, I would say that typically it would take, if the submarine was on its own, on its own accord, it would take about two hours to get to the surface from that depth. Um, maybe uh, if you hooked it up to a winch uh, with a uh, cable, uh, you could come up faster, but I'm almost positive that's not true. It would come up slower if you were pulling it up in a cable. Uh, so you're looking at a good deal of time. It's not 10 minutes. It's going to be more like several hours to get it up. For, and that's after you free it from whatever's holding it to the uh, at depth. So maybe a, a cable that it's caught around and you have to cut the cable. Then you have to figure out how do you hook up the cable, the tow cable, where do you put it on the submarine. Uh, all those things come into play. So, uh, you know, my, my feeling was that once they, now that they know there are sounds that it could be uh, uh, the submarine, they need to assume that it is because we're out of time and start heading the right kinds of equipment to that spot. I know you retain hope, but from everything you have outlined and the simple maths that you have laid out for us, 
the reality is the odds are against them, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but that doesn't bother me so much because, again, I think what we need is a miracle. And we all know that miracles have happened. Things that you never thought possible have become possible. And uh, that's what I have to hold on because I don't want people to go, uh, well, you know, the oxygen would have run out today, so let's give it till tomorrow, and then, you know, we're going to stop all this uh, this race to find the sub. That, that's not good. I think they need to race to find the sub uh, no matter what and keep going as fast as possible. David, so, you, you, you have extensive knowledge of the wreck, right, and, and mapping yeah. of the mm-hmm. area. Where would your yep. best guess be for where it is? Well... Yeah, this is a good question. So if you look at the facts, they they were going to dive onto the Titanic from the surface ship, which is two miles away. Uh, the most sensible thing to do is for the ship to be above Titanic and then launch the submarine while the submarine is above Titanic, not 10 miles to the west or north or west, right above Titanic. And so about an hour plus into the dive is when they lose control. Of the, uh, they lose contact with the sub. So that means they lost contact while the sub was in the water, midwater, we call it, uh, which means that they probably weren't snagged uh, by anything they were, because they were not near the wreck site itself. And uh, if that's the case, I mean, the first place to be, begin looking is always at the last known position of the vehicle. So I would think that the best place to start looking for is right at the wreck site, Titanic wreck site. That's why I don't know about this looking, they say we're looking at this huge, vast amount of ocean. I don't know that, uh, I I mean, they're doing air searches and they probably have to do them anyway, but uh, I think the uh, search area really ought to be uh, just uh, five, maybe 10 kilometers circle. Um, Not very, not very big at all. So, So it should be somewhere in that circle. What do you think? this is going to mean for people visiting the Titanic and Titanic tourism? Yeah, I think it's going to change these things in a big way. Uh, I really do. And um, I don't know how. I, what I worry about is it's going to become this international bureaucratic mess um, rather than people that understand wreck sites, people that understand the passion for diving into the deep ocean, people that don't understand the technology. Behind me, I have a stack of uh, reports and policies designed to protect Titanic, and none of them can protect Titanic. Um, They're just kind of academic works of of art, if you want to put it that way. So, yeah, I think there will be a very serious review of what happened with that submarine and how do we then control who gets to go to Titanic. Because back when Titanic was discovered, there were very few groups that could go to that depth, maybe three in the United States, uh, Soviets, France, Japan, uh, go with a submarine. Uh, today, with just a very little bit of money, anyone can build a submarine and go to Titanic. And that's been done. You know, Jim Cameron built his own submarine. Victor Vescovo built his own submarine. And people, there are many, many uh, hedge fund people that have built their own submarines. So it's suddenly become relatively easy to go to that depth. And so that's when you really have to start wondering how do you begin to police uh, the area because it is a protected site. Uh, it's a cultural resource, so you you don't want people going there and taking uh, chandeliers and uh, things like that from the site. 
And that was oceanographer David Gallo talking about the missing Titan sub.